and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real life HR situations we face every day. On today's episode, I have asked two of our product and development interns to join us, Brianna Hines and Shana Brown, as well as our senior manager of talent acquisition, Melissa Maxson, to talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the industry for employee sentiment and kind of what they're looking for as they look for new roles in this great uh, what are we calling it now? The great exodus, the great, um, resignation. the great resignation. Yeah, Melissa. So, um, I thought I'd start with the interns. If you, um, want to share a little bit about this really cool survey that you guys conducted at the national level to really gauge what's happening around employee sentiment right now. Um, and what you guys learned and saw from that audience. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. We're super excited to be on. So the goal of our research was to understand the most modern employee and employer to help employers understand and meet the needs of their employees. So the past year and a half has obviously shown us how much labor conditions, the ability to attract talent, keep revenue, and so much more has attracted drastically changed, affecting most employees and employers. So what we did through our surveys was first launch a survey to employees of all regions, industries, and positions, asking them questions that allowed us to understand what the most modern employee values in the workplace. And then following that employee survey, we launched an employer survey that targeted HR professionals of all levels in the workforce. From this, we hope to understand not only what employers value in the workplace, but also how employers view those their employees. Through our research, we wanted to highlight overall trends from how the two surveys, um, which will not only help employers better understand employees, but also break down how these trends um, impact hiring and talent and recruiting as we slowly enter uh, back into a normal world. So, yeah. And I can dive in sort of into what we asked in the surveys. So on the employee side, we asked questions on their employment situation and whether or not it was impacted by COVID. And then along with questions on which industry they worked in and what industry they would prefer to work in in their next role. Um, so kind of to see uh, detect changes in, in, in employment and preferences following COVID. And then the two most telling questions from that survey uh, were first a question in which employees ranked benefits from most to least important. And then um, another ranking question in which they asked, uh, we asked about what they valued in the workplace. So we had 10 workplace values like sufficient total compensation, having a respected manager, safe work environment, and very um, appropriate the option to work in person or work remotely. So um, then on the employer side of things, we asked HR professionals about the effects of COVID on their companies, um, things like revenue, turnover, and of course, attracting talent um, in this difficult labor market. And we wanted to really get a sense of how companies were adjusting to this new modern workplace. So we included a question with those same 10 workplace values that we had asked employees to see what HR leaders think that workers value in the workplace and sort of seeing how those align and whether or not um, HR leaders are really understanding what employees want right now. 
So I think that's a, a good bit of background to really set up the surveys. How many participants did you have at the employee and employer level for the survey data? Yeah, so the employee survey, we had about 1,600 responses, and the employer survey, since um, we targeted HR professionals specifically, it was about 200 full responses. Wonderful. So what have been like the best ahas coming out of the survey data? Yeah, so we can jump into um, the findings a little bit and talk about that. So understanding employee and employer preferences is obviously crucial to help employers serve and meet the needs of their employees. Um, So now we can discuss those major trends. Um, And something to note before we dive in is that in our employer survey, when we asked them to rank these same values that we're about to talk about, they were doing so with the perspective from the employee and how they thought the employee would rank those. So keep that in mind as we talk through these findings. So diving in, when looking into the findings of both the employee and employer survey, both employees and employers ranked total compensation as their most important and valued workplace preference. 18% of employers ranked it as their first preference, and 20% of employees ranked it as first, with commentary um, from anecdotal testimony saying that it is extremely necessary and crucial to have good total compensation to stay in a job. However, when looking deeper after we compared the numbers, we found that employers underestimated how important total compensation is to employees by 2%. Um, but they still both ranked it as number one overall. Looking at other trends, having a respected manager that employees can trust was ranked second highest, um, most important for both employees and employers. Um, 16% of employers ranked respected manager as two and 15% of employees ranked it as uh, value two, which reveals that employers overestimated by 1% how important it actually was to employees. Uh, Getting into some other values, we looked at safe work environment, which is really popular right now, especially uh, with COVID. So it can be noted that 18% of employers rank safe work environment as first, making it tied from the employer standpoint with total compensation. However, employees only ranked it as 13%. So employers uh, highly overestimated um, how important that value is to employees. And then emphasizing these three values as the most important, um, there's some standout um, testimony, like I said, where one employee said, um, the things I want most in a job is a place that seems ideal to stay in the workplace. The first things I look um, into in a job is pay. The next important is a safe work environment and the people I work with. And I also want managers that listen to me and help me when I need something. And lastly, on these values, we will cover a hot topic, like Brianna said right now, um, remote or in-person work and how that ranked um, amongst employees and employers. So what's noteworthy here is that employers ranked this value higher than what employees truly ranked it as. 15% of employees ranked this value as rank 10, which is the last ranking possible, and 13% put it as rank 9. 
which we can see is the much latter half of these rankings. However, employers had high, higher numbers for ranks one and two, meaning that they thought employees valued it way more than they actually do, um, considering, like I said, they put it in the latter half of these rankings, which is really noteworthy um, in a time coming out of COVID. Um, so looking at these overall trends of workplace values is extremely impactful, like we said, as they help employers understand the most modern employee and what they value within the workplace. So um, Brianna can also touch on some um, of the other benefits we actually looked into and HCM processes. Yeah, and I think since we had both sides, both the employer and the employee ranking those 10 workplace values, um, as Shana was talking about, we were really able to see some gaps in what HR professionals expect employees to value and then what they actually value. So besides what Shana's already touched on, um, we also looked at specific industries and we found that healthcare workers want to have the ability to schedule their own hours um, much more than HR professionals expect them to. Um, And then they actually don't care as much about career development as HR professionals expected them to in the rankings. And um, also just to to highlight um, another industry that we looked at, we looked at retail. So retail employees care about having um, adequate technology a lot less than their um, HR counterparts in retail think that they do. And instead they care a lot more about having sufficient total compensation and having a manager that they can respect and trust. So I think uh, the takeaway here, so even if your company isn't in healthcare retail, what we've found is that HR professionals' expectations aren't necessarily aligning with what workers truly value. And um, when it's so hard to attract talent, really understanding what to offer prospective employees and what to do to retain current employees is really important. So hopefully sharing our research can help with understanding what modern employees are, are really looking for. I think that's so interesting, the, the differences you found in industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also, um, we had looked at transportation and warehouse, and there was a lot of uh, variation on, on there, too, between what HR professionals um, think uh, their employees want and what they actually want. And I think um, looking at that difference, uh, it's really important sort of to share this kind of data so that they can adjust where they invest their time and really decide what they um, want to do for their employees. This would be a fascinating exercise to do internally. If you are listening Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about this, uh, it's definitely worth a survey uh, to your employees and to your HR team. I wonder what we'd uncover. Definitely. Um, We also looked at, um, just to talk a little bit about that that benefits ranking question, um, since we haven't touched on that as much, uh, we found overwhelmingly that respondents most highly value health insurance over other benefits. Um, So that holds true across all slices of income levels, age, industry, and whether or not the employment was affected by COVID. So um, we received over 100 comments, which referenced the importance of health insurance, um, calling it very valuable, essential, critical, which really makes it that, that stand out in terms of the results on benefits. And uh, since we had that employer survey as well, we, we got some interesting results on um, how attracting talent has been difficult. Um, and when we asked them to rank uh, HCM processes from the most impactful to the least impactful to the running of their company, um, we found that staffing and recruiting tied as the most impactful processes. Um, we received a lot of comments on these processes specifically, um, talking about how HR professionals are really finding it harder to attract qualified employees right now. 
they're dealing with higher turnover, um, and companies who cannot offer remote work are really finding it difficult to compete with those who can provide that, that flexibility. Um, and we found that companies that are a bit larger, so companies with 50 or more employees are having much higher turnover in the past year uh, compared to smaller companies. Um, and they're trying plenty of different methods to attract talent. We, we asked a question on, on what things they've done in the past year to attract talent. Um, and the most popular was that they've tried employee referrals uh, with 41% of respondents saying that they've, they've tried employee referrals. And then the second most popular was trying those remote or in-person work options um, to really try and attract talent during, during COVID. And I'm sure Melissa will be talking about some wonderful insight into how to address the, the current talent landscape. Well, thank you so much for your research. It was fascinating. Um, and and again, you know, the the climate that we're in, it's always um, it's always eye opening to hear what employees say they want, and then how the rubber meets the road. So it's interesting that like mm-hmm. remote work wasn't as high on the values list, mm-hmm. but it's almost like that's a check the box. Like if it's not there, then it's a problem. So Melissa, I'd love right. to hear from your perspective as a leader in the recruiting space. How have you seen some of the trends that they're talking about affecting hiring talent right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And and this research is so cool to see. And I think it's just that constant reminder of, you know, really understanding what the employees are feeling. But, you know, from a talent landscape perspective, attracting and retaining talent is the highest priority of companies across the board. And so when you're in a market where every company is really feeling that and working towards it, it it really creates this dynamic of you have to think deeply as an employer about what you're doing to approach the talent market. I mean, right now what we're seeing is we're seeing you know, more jobs continue to increase. There's the demand for companies to rebuild from where they were pre-pandemic to where they expect to go. Um, We're seeing people move back into the workforce, but not at the rate that matches the number of positions we have out there. And so what it's created is this dynamic around, this is truly an employee-centric labor market. Um, You know, especially if you look at, you know, what happened with the pandemic, I think it really created this environment where employees are thinking deeply about what's important to them, what they need to continue to drive in their career. And then when there's so many opportunities out there, it starts to really drive that piece of what am I looking for? You know, what is out there? And so like the total compensation piece is really interesting because the truth is right now in a competitive landscape, there's more ability as a candidate in the market to drive those conversations where if you think back historically in recruiting, that was always kind of a taboo thing to talk about early on in the process. Now that's a driving force for people to talk through. So I think, you know, what a lot of this research really points is the fact that you have to continue to ask the right questions. You have to continue to gather the data and really understand what individuals are looking for, because right now they fully have a choice to whether it's to stay in their current role and be happy because they have those pieces that make them excited or, you know, answer the, you know, multiple messages they're getting from recruiters, phone calls that they're hearing, 
or even just to, you know, where you started, Sherry, honestly, the great resignation, we have people who are deciding, you know, maybe I want to take a step back and really rethink my career path. So um, this research really kind of leans on that fact that where we sit right now is that we have to be really um, authentic to what we're able to offer candidates. We have to ask the right questions and we have to really reevaluate how we show up as an employer from these different areas and know that these things could change, you know, especially as we kind of see what's going on with the pandemic, it could change again. And so being able to be on top of that and knowing from a labor market perspective will really help us as employers. Melissa, is there anything that you've changed in the last, let's say, five months um, in your approach to recruiting that you've seen successful or advice you'd pass along to other employers who are, you know, kind of navigating all of these, um, these news, all these news. Absolutely. Yes. There's, you know, one of the biggest pieces is the questions portion of asking the right question on the front end. Um, when we're talking with candidates to make sure we're really gauging what they're looking for, what's driving them to have the conversation, even if it's a passive candidate we've reached out to, to engage, We'll say, hey, you know, you actually took this conversation. So is is there something that you're looking for in particular so that we can gain that insight? Um, we're really staying closely locked to what we're seeing in trends of, you know, if we lose somebody in an offer process or we lose somebody in our interview process, really collecting the data to understand where we're losing individuals so that we've got that insight to be able to drive. Um, and then really looking at our attraction strategies. I mean, it's it's asking the right questions. It's getting information from, you know, all of our fellow HR business partners here and what they're hearing. If, if we do lose an employee, how can we continue to retain? And then also to just looking at external companies. I highly recommend, especially when you're talking about total compensation, it has been so helpful for us to keep a pulse in what we're hearing about these creative compensation packages companies offer so that we can continue to have those transparent conversations and say, do we need to reevaluate our compensation? Do we need to reevaluate different things to stay competitive within this market? And then again, you know, it's just, it's keeping track of that data, the data piece. I know, Sherry, you and I talked about that in a previous webinar, but data really drives your ability to shift pretty quickly and change your attraction strategies. And so this information and this research is a huge pointer to how important that data can really help on a day-to-day. Well, Melissa, Shana, and Brianna, thank you so much for jumping on. I love this topic. I think we're going to continue to see evolution in the recruiting space and evolution of what employees want now and in the future. So um, it's really cool to hear that you're staying so close to the data. So thanks for jumping on with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.